Richard, do I have a mark on my face? It really hurts. Nope, nothing. I thought I hit you on the shoulder. My shoulder doesn't hurt very much, but my face does. Right here. Not here or here so much, but right here. Nope. Ship shape. Waitress, could I get that shrimp cocktail I saw in the glass case? Yep. And you, what can I get? Jesus, what happened to your face? I knew it. You're listening to Bo and Dave's excellent podcast, Chicago's podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bo and Dave Show or Facebook.com forward slash The Bo and Dave Show. Buckle up, bitches. It's about to get juicy. This is episode number 97, Bill and Dave's Excellent Podcast. I'm Dave, I'm your host. It's been a little while. We like to hit the pause button in the summer and enjoy lovely summer here in Chicago. And um, so yeah, we take a little break here. We take extended breaks in between episodes. Deal with it. Uh, I'm glad you're back. Please, please, please make sure to tell your friends, listen and subscribe. Get us anywhere that you get your podcast. I don't know where you're listening, but feel free to... Drop us a line. Let us know. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Uh, I am excited. I'm excited because we have a young up-and-comer. She's got a world of talent, and I'm really stoked to talk to her. Uh, so let's get right to it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to the phone lines right now. We have a very talented up-and-coming young lady. She's a singer, a songwriter, a dancer, an actress, and I believe she's only 15. I could be wrong there. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Sari McIntosh, how are you? Hi, everyone. Um, I'm doing great. And yes, I am 15. <laughs> 15 years old. This is so crazy because you've had such a, an amazing career already. Do, do you feel <laughs> older than 15 or, or do you still feel like you're 15? Sometimes I do feel older just because of the stuff I get to do. But then I still feel really young. Right because on. I'm around adults all the time, so I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, I am really young compared to everybody. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. If I had your uh, resume when I was 15, holy cow, that's crazy. So I'm going to go through this a little bit because uh, there's a lot to unpack here. There really is. So so you're a dancer, and not just a dancer. You're a B-girl, like a, a, like a, a break dancer. Yes, yes, I am. How, how, been... how old would you, were you when you started that? I was, okay. The first breakdancing class that I took, I think I was like six years old because my brother started breaking at like eight years old and I would go to the class and one day I was just like asking my mom, can I jump in? So that was the first breaking class I took, but I started getting serious about 
when I was 10 years old, I would say. So I started when I was 10. <laughs> That's crazy. And at what point, I mean, now people are thinking, Oh yeah, she, she's a young. A lot of young girls dance, Dave. That's what they're that's what they're telling me, right? That's, they're going to say that. No, 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 no. Sari is a like a legit break dancer. She's she's in a break dance crew called Break Ninjas. Uh, you guys won USA uh, Battle of the Year. Yeah. Uh, you were on NBC's <laughs> World of Dance. I mean, you're like a legit like like people see you on TV break dancer. That's crazy. Yeah. Fully in the scene, everything, <laughs> the battles, everything. So, like, at what point did you realize, hey, I'm actually really good at this? I would say it was the point where I started beating my brother in battles because he's uh, four years older than me. <laughs> so he's always been, like, better at me than everything. And I was, like, 12 years old, and I would go to battles, and I would, like, compete with my brother or I would go against my brother and I started beating him. And then I was like, Oh crap, I'm kind of getting the hang of this. Like, this is cool. I wonder like how far I can actually take this. That's wild. And how do you go from taking dance classes to being on TV and, 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 and doing that kind of stuff? Is it just different tournaments you win and you kind of move forward to something bigger like that? Yeah. A lot of the opportunities that I've gotten have been from people noticing me at battles but I got really lucky because I used to live in Colorado and I started breakdancing in Colorado, but then I moved here in Vegas and I found Break Ninjas, which is a great crew. And they already had like really good B-boys. And I joined, I was like the first B-girl to actually join their crew. And I was just lucky enough to join such a talented crew and the leader, I guess you would call him, his name's Eric the Dis, and he's a part of Knucklehead Zoo and Super Crew, which are two other massive, like pretty popular breakdancing crews. Super Crew was on World of Dance, so Super Crew helped Break Ninjas get World and uh, on World of Dance, which helped me. <laughs> that's that's crazy. So like when you so you moved to Vegas and, and and you have this 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 crew, do you have to like audition? Uh no. Not really, because you kind of get asked to be on the crew. Oh, wow. There was classes. My crew is a little bit different because I guess we consider everyone who takes classes a part of Break Ninjas, but they're not a part of like the competing group or like the performing group. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So what happened was I, I joined when I was 11, 12 years old. And I took a few classes and then Eric came up to me and he said, hey, would you want to join like the actual performing crew? We do performances, whatever. So then I joined and it kind of just took off from there. That's wild. That's wild. That's a, that's such a cool. And, and if that was all you did, that would be pretty amazing in itself. But you're also a singer and songwriter. So <laughs> yeah. were you singing and songwriting first or were you dancing and then you moved into singing and songwriting? I would say not seriously. I wasn't writing songs and singing seriously first, but I was singing and songwriting for fun before I breakdanced. Right but on. I was, I think breakdancing was like my first real passion where I was like super motivated to get better. And then later on, I came back to singing and songwriting and I found that I wanted to get better at that too and actually like make a career out of it. Right on. And now you've got uh, you've got a new song that that's out that's kind of cool. But there was one um, that 
it, it didn't come up in my notes, but I was just kind of listening because I'm a big music. I love music, right? Mm-hmm. And I love breakdance too. I just, uh, I'm not good at it. I, I Everything looks amazing to me. So I couldn't tell, <laughs> like, you know, I couldn't tell if it's great or not because it's all good because I couldn't do any of it, right? So. <laughs> But but the music I I really I really like and and there was one song that that I I listened to that was a, a really good jam and uh, I was just kind of curious uh, it, it's called Karma Baby and I love that uh, had a good beat had a good like it it had a good uh, you know had good good music to it the lyrics were cool um, <laughs> I think there was a video if I'm not mistaken that was pretty cool where it was almost yeah. like kind of gave gave a feel like it was all done in one single shot although. I know there was some wardrobe changes, so I know you couldn't have. I don't think you. Maybe you did. Did you do it in one shot? We we didn't do it in one shot, but we pretty much did because we only had like two cuts the entire time. Oh wow, that's so, cool. <laughs> yeah, but there was some transitions to make it look like it was fully one shot, but it wasn't. For sure, for sure. Well, I mean, and I thought that was the one that caught because I just kind of went through. You have a lot of songs out, like. Yeah, I do. We're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, money on your deathbed, and that's featuring Richie Sambora. We're gonna talk about that for sure. But I just curious because again, you're 15, you're break dancing, and I figured I would go check your check out your music, and maybe there's like two or three songs, but there was a lot of songs. Did you write them all, or do you have help? So I pretty much write them all. My dad helps me with them. Cool. And then also my producer, he'll like occasionally come in, and if he thinks. There should be a lyric change or something. He'll come and help us out. But yeah, and <laughs> I've actually taken down a few songs too. So really? I used to have like a lot more. Um, but because we're trying to figure out what we should really do, if we should release songs like every two weeks and keep them like going and pumping. Because I have like a lot of songs that I've recorded that are just like sitting and waiting to be released. Or if we should just like hold them back and then like focus on very few songs and like sure. really promote those. So that's why I took some down, but yeah, I have a lot of songs out. That's, that's great. You're so creative. So like explain to me how, how you write a song. Do you like hear a melody in your head or is it just like poetry and words that you see and you, and you just kind of write it down? Does it all come real fast to you or is it like a long process? I feel like it's different every time. Sometimes I'll get a melody and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And I'll record it into my phone. And then if I have an idea that would kind of fit the vibe, then I'll go work on it. But with Karma Baby specifically, what happened was my dad and I have this phrase that we kind of yell when something happens. Like if someone like if my brother roasted me and then he like tripped and fell or something, we would yell Karma Baby, like, what's up? (laughs) So then one day my dad was like, you know, that's a really good song title. We should write a song to that. So then we sat down and we came up with some chords and then a melody and it kind of just like came together like that. But really it's different every time. That's cool. That's cool. And and I understand you're a big K-pop fan and uh, you've even recorded some tracks in Korean, which, you know, uh, that to me, if, if that was all I read, I would just be like mind blown. Like, where do you learn Korean? So uh, my dad speaks Korean. He lived in Korea for two years. Oh, wow. And he actually sang in Korean too. He was on a, a foreigners competition and he ended up winning it. And then he did a bunch of TV shows out there and he was gonna like represent the U.S., at some Olympic thing and he was going to sing. So like he did a lot of music in Korea and 
I think it's it's only been this year that I've really been that interested in learning how to sing in Korean and speak in Korean. Uh, my dad showed me these videos of him singing back in the day, and I thought it was so cool. So I asked him, I was like, well, can you teach me one of the songs? So he taught me one of them, and I actually recorded it, and I'm releasing it on the 17th. So that's kind of cool. Um, but then I started taking real Korean lessons, and I've been doing that for five months now. So that's kind of how I've been learning. That's that's so cool. That is so cool. And when you put this music out, like I would imagine that you're you're probably still in school, like a like a, a normal a normal fifteen year old. Do you yeah. get feedback from your friends or people you go to school with? Are they are they cool? Are they are they a little jealous? Or like, hey, how come <laughs> you know how come how do you get music and I don't? Well, I'm actually homeschooled. Oh, cool. It was my first day of school, so summer's oh. over. Um, <laughs> but I started homeschooling in fifth grade and. I started homeschooling in Colorado. So then I moved to Las Vegas, homeschooled, not knowing anybody. So I found friends through dancing. Oh, cool. And since I think dancing and music kind of are similar, and my friends also do stuff like that, so they kind of understand more of what I'm doing. And, like, they're not jealous at all. They're really supportive. Everyone's super supportive. But... Like, they'll give me feedback on my songs, like, hey, I really like this song. Or, like, they'll be like, you should make a song like this. So, yeah, they're a big part of my writing process. That's cool, though. It's cool that they give you some feedback. And and, and I, I have heard that the dance community is very supportive. So I think that that's mm-hmm. great that it sounds like with, with combining that with your parents, that you have such a, such a supportive uh, surrounding cast, which is going to be very important for you as you go. Because, you, I mean... You've got all the talent in the world, and and so much so this new song, so uh, "Money on Your Deathbed" featuring Richie Sambora. I'm gonna guess that um, there's probably not a lot of people your age who even know who Richie Sambora is. They may know, they may not know who he is, but I'm sure they've heard his music. But that's yeah. pretty. What? How do you get uh, Richie Sambora to c- contribute to the track for you? Well, it all started off with our producer. Our producer lived in Jersey. And grew up with Richie and a lot of other like old, really cool music guys. And he's basically best friends with Richie. And my dad, my brother, and I wrote Money on Your Deathbed. And as we were recording it, we were like, this needs to have like a really sick guitar. So then we were like, Tommy, do you think you could get Richie to play on this? And Tommy was like, oh, yeah, for sure. I'll ask him. So I asked him, he sent him the song and Richie was like, oh yeah, this is cool. I'll play on it. So then he played on it and it kind of, we didn't actually get to meet him, but he did it over like FaceTime. Like, how is that even possible? Oh, wow. They, they got that off of FaceTime, wow. which is insane because it sounds like high quality. I would have never but, guessed that. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. Just to have him on. And I've told my friends and they're like, who's Richie Sambora? And I'm like, you know Bon Jovi? And they're like, oh, Bon Jovi? Really? You have that guy? It's like, yeah. He 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 is and, and was definitely one of the biggest. I mean, it's even like probably before my time, but definitely one of the biggest rock stars in the history of the world ever. And he got to throw some guitar at him. That's pretty awesome. That's that's pretty wild. Um, And, and it's going to, I think... Um, now that you, I got to go back and listen to it. Now that you said they recorded on FaceTime, that's pretty amazing how they can do that. <laughs> that's wild. So, um, so your brother uh, Taylor is also a singer songwriter and a dancer, and 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 you guys 
ever write songs for each other? Or do you ever write a lyric? You're like, ah, you know what? That sounds like something maybe better for you. Do you guys share stuff back and forth? It's actually funny because we've written like five songs together now. And it always seems like the verse, like his verse, I write more of his verse for him. And then when it gets to my verse, he writes most of my verse. So like you think it would be different. Like you think it would be like, oh, it's his verse. So he's really going to write majority of it. But it's actually the opposite, which I think is funny. But yeah, he actually wrote a song. It's called 10 Miles. And he was like, you know, I think this vibe and the lyrics would really fit with Sari's voice. So then he gave it to me. So I'm going to record that soon. So, yeah, we kind of go back and forth and we work together. (laughs) That's cool. It's cool you guys have that kind of relationship. I mean, obviously, uh, one parallel that kind of comes to mind a little bit is, is maybe like, uh, like Billie Eilish and, and her brother and how they mm-hmm. work together. It's pretty, it's pretty cool that you guys have that relationship because a lot of brother and sisters don't get along. And then yeah. <laughs> especially when there's four years apart, you know, it could be a lot different. So it's cool that you guys are again, supportive of each other. How cool yeah. is that? That's, that's I'm super so lucky awesome. to have my brother. He's the best. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, you're, you're a better dancer than him now. So, you know, <laughs> I'm going to tell him you said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so you're also an actress and you've, and you've done some work and, and obviously most notably I was on uh, the gifted, which yes. was, which is pretty cool. So how do you like doing that kind of work? There's a whole nother dynamic to what you do. I love acting. Um, Acting was kind of the thing that I found by myself because my mom used to be a dancer. She was a professional dancer for the Denver Nuggets and the Denver Broncos. And then my dad was a musician. So I kind of got inspired off of them from, from that type of stuff. But with acting, I I just thought of it. it <laughs> that type of stuff led me into acting because the first audition that I got was because of breakdancing they needed a break dancer for some commercial. So then my mom was supposed to send them a video of me break dancing, but she sent them a video of me, like a video I made of me acting and like making up a script when I was like eight years old. And she sent that out instead on accident. <laughs> so I was mortified. I was like, mom, how could you do that? How could you mix the videos up? But then I actually got the job off of that. So I was like, so surprised after that. And then I was like, I want to continue acting. So then we took a workshop and at the end of that workshop, we like presented to some agents from LA and managers and I got signed with an agent and manager. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, congratulations on that. And, and now, you know, you you kind of live in a world where, you know, with with Instagram and and I think uh, we could probably give your Instagram handle out. It's uh, uh, at Sari McIntosh. It's S A R E E. And, um, and on TikTok as well. And TikTok's obviously, a, it's a huge platform to be able to do pretty much exactly what you're doing. You can throw up some cool dance videos, some cool music videos. Um, and and boy, anybody in the world can see it. And it's all right yeah. there, which is pretty awesome. And on TikTok, she's at uh, Sari McIntosh, but there's an underscore in between the first and last name. And we'll, we'll be sure to get those out there. Um, <laughs> who's somebody that like you looked up to? Like If you're going to be a dancer or a singer or an actress um songwriter is there are there is there somebody that that does that that you look up to the most you think for music my number one idol i would say is freddie mercury oh wow that's kind of what sparked the flame in me to be like 
oh yeah, this is definitely what I want to do. And it got me songwriting and it got me like actually working on my voice. And for dancing, for a B-girl, it's logistics. She's just so amazing. She won Silverback. She's with, she's like a Red Bull BC1 B-girl. She's so incredible. And for acting, hmm, I would say Margot Robbie. She was, I watched one of her movies when I was young and I was like, oh, that's really cool. I want to do that. So I'd say Margot Robbie inspires me in acting. That is so awesome. Well, I have to say congratulations on all the success you've had so far. And you've got all the talent in the world and I'm so excited to follow and and, and see where you take it because, uh, you know, again, when you have such supporting people or such supportive people around you, uh, you know, the there there's... The sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. And keep doing what you love. You're you're amazing at it. And I'm so glad you took time to be on our show today. This is so awesome. And thank um, you so much. <laughs> of course, of course. And well, let's make sure we we plug this song again. It's called "Money on Your Deathbed" featuring Richie Sambora. Uh, you can get it on Spotify. I'm sure anywhere you get music. I, I listened to it on Spotify. It was great. Um, and and keep an eye out for Sari McIntosh. Sari, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to just follow along and see see where you take this thing thank you i had a great time talking to you all right thank you very much there you go that was sari mcintosh s-a-r-e-e sari mcintosh follow her on instagram at sari mcintosh on tiktok at sari underscore mcintosh she's got all the talent in the world i'll tell you what uh to be an accomplished dancer and a singer songwriter at that age it's so cool she's going places follow her Keep an eye out. Remember the name. And when she makes it huge, you can say you heard her on Bill and Dave's excellent podcast first. Give us a follow. We're at Bill and Dave Show on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash The Bill and Dave Show if you want to check us out there. Tell your friends. Listen. Subscribe. Do all that fun stuff. Give us a rating. In the meantime, I'm going to play the song we talked about, Money on Your Deathbed, featuring Richie Sambora, a legend. Get it anywhere you get your music on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get it. That's where you can find it. Money on Your Deathbed by Sari McIntosh featuring Richie Sambora. We'll catch you next time.
Thank you for listening. Please be sure to subscribe and rate us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bill and Dave Show or Facebook.com forward slash The Bill and Dave Show.